You are now tuned in to the Big O Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our third episode of the Big O Show. Today we got our two special guests. We got Kuroi Yassim and we got Hades. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Hey yo, hey yo. Swag. Very swag. Very based. We chilling. It's fucking midnight over here. We fucking turn still. We here at the Big O Show, baby. It's Sinkly Father's Day, but I hope none of you guys are dads yet. Nah, it's Big O Day. Fuck that. <laughs> hey, fuck it. It's all the ladies out there. Y'all gotta tell me Happy Father's Day in the in the DMs. Y'all know. Aha, not play. Me and Karoy just got back from GCW Wrestling. Yes, from LA. We did a little segment that didn't turn out as good as we thought it would be. <laughs> the audio was just fucking sorry like uh but if you want to listen to that shit stay tuned to the end because i'm just gonna throw it in there but just keep in mind it sounds like fucking ass hey honestly man <laughs> it was just a packed out sold out crowd yeah. everyone's fucking cheering yelling man it was it's hurting there brother we're using bluetooth mics so <laughs> just, just walked just... walked in there with a blue <laughs> snowball mic <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> uh, it was a good time we fucking crazy fucking matches oh, no, um, a little recap bro. give a little recap uh what was the first match fucking we had starboy charlie versus oh, damn i don't even know that. oh yeah starboy charlie damn i just don't know the other guy's name fuck i don't know a starboy charlie won this is your this is your expertise bro you know what let me hold the match bro. give me like five <laughs> seconds brother Wait, we had Starboy Charlie first. That was a pretty good match. Starboy Charlie's like a 17 year old kid. You already yeah. passed the five second cap. Hey, chill, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got it right here. Starboy Charlie versus Radrick Cole. I don't know how the fuck I forgot about him. Radrick Cole, otherwise known as the Ratty Daddy. He is a legend. Well, He's an OG in the hardcore scene. He got battle scars and like scar tissue all over his body from all the crazy shit he's done. That was crazy. What'd you think about that match, bro? Well, I came, I came late. I came for, like, the last, like, <laughs> five minutes. I came for, like, maybe, like, yeah, like, the five, last five minutes of that match. Maybe a little less than that. Okay, you're yeah, right on cool. that. You're right on that. Yeah. After that, we had, uh, let's see, Cartwheel and no. Titus. No, that was that was way late. I'm reading the match card, but they had switched it up. Uh, Kevin Knight, I think, and then e Michael Jackson. No, 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 no. It was some white guy <laughs> 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 with... Uh, uh, I thought he was black. I'm gonna be honest with you. Hope that doesn't sound was it bad. the three way match? No, damn, bro. You know what? I was I was pretty fucked up there. And I go like, <laughs> we already had like three, four buckets of Modelo's, man. Like like the guy, like the guy had shades, like these crazy ass shades. Like it was like visors almost. Was it Joey Janela? No. Damn, you know what? We're we're terrible right now. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it, bro. I just remember the ones that were just crazy because the first two matches were all right, and then the rest of the matches were just. Balls yeah. to the wall action and saying nonstop action, man. After just that no breaks. After that one is the Joey Janela one. Mm -hmm. That one was cool. That was cool. There was a sixth spot with the ladder too. Yeah. The ladder and the door. Someone got slammed through a <laughs> choke slammed. Uh, On top of the ladder. God damn. No, literally, man. CTE. People got hit in the head with steel chairs, man. CTE. Oh, God. I was chilling. Dude. dude. Oh, my God. There was a match. The crazier match. There was Maki Iso from Japan versus uh, Rina Yamashita. Yeah. And she straight up had a straight chair shot to the dome. Uh, I cringed so hard. I started yelling, CTE, yeah. CTE. You can hear that shit, too. Just like, ah. Skull shattering, bro. I'm also going to do the same thing to Hades one day. He just doesn't even know it, bro. 
You thought you were safe? Bro, he's probably done it when I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last match was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre fucking Jr. Legend from UK. From UK, and Japan. Versus uh, Nick fucking Gage from the MDK game. Murder, death, kill, baby. <laughs> fucking Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Put the bunny back in the box. Uh, I don't know the story yet because I was uh, he hasn't told me yet. But from what I've been told, Ren the Third got into an argument with Nick Gage. No fucking way. Three three years ago. If you no want to, I don't know the story. He hasn't told me yet. Damn. <laughs> this this is your calling, Ren. Shout to, out Ren the Third. Shout out Ren the Third. How are you gonna get in a fight with Nick Gage? But he's one of the realest guys out there, man. When he comes back, I have him explain the story if oh, it's man. real. I, I, I <laughs> didn't call say out. That. Speak on that shit. Nick Gage versus Ren the Third. <laughs> TMZ about, got the scoop. We're about to incite this shit. <laughs> no, I, don't know, but, I don't know what Ren told you, but he said, yo, bitch. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, hey, hey, but that's just what I heard. Hey, that's yo, what I heard. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, but all bullshit aside, though, fucking uh, GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, that shit was awesome. Sold out. Packed the fuck out. I'm glad I got to meet my boy Osiris in there. We got to do a little segment, like he said. Super adrenaline all the way out. We fucking fizzled out. And now we're in the studio, and here we fucking are. Big O, baby. Yeah, right from the fucking... It ended, like, what, an hour ago? Now we're here. So, yeah. Um, well, let me ask you guys, um, just to kind of explain... Um, just tell me about yourself, basically, um, where you come from, where you're raised. Let's start from that. Word. You want me to go first, or you want to go first, Hades? Either or. All right, bet. I'll take the floor. Uh, what's up, y'all? Kuro Yasin. Like I said, K-U-R-O-Y-Y-A-S-W-E-N. I come and hail from Santa Ana, Orange County, born and raised there. Uh, basically, was there my whole life. Around when I was younger, though, I was out of the States for about a year and a half. I lived in London for about a year, and then I lived in Milan, Italy for about half a year. Then I got back to the States, still lived in Santa Ana, and shit, man. We, you know what I mean? It was good. I was basically the only Bengali, you know, Southeast Asian, Middle Eastern person in a primary Latino city. So cultures were definitely mixed and, you know, identities were definitely questioned and shit. But overall, you know, I'm a product of my environment and my culture, my family. And, you know, blood through in the music too, to what I'm doing right now, man. And uh, yeah, for the most part, I've been around the Los, mainly the Los Angeles area and the OC area. Nice. Just a little start, just a little start. Fuck yeah. Um... I'm from Earth, no. <laughs> Real down Earth guy. Uh, you know, just like Corey said, I'm a native to Orange County, born and raised. Uh, I, I grew up in Buena Park, um, you know, hometown. Lived there for about 17 years. Moved out to LA County. Uh, I've lived in LA County now since 2017, and uh, yeah, just I've just been out here this whole time, and just trying to live day by day, you know. Uh, from one creative thing to another, from the music to, you know, doing other types of art forms, whether it's, you know, videography or, you know, pictures or just any type of way to self-express that uh, you can kind of imagine. You know, I like taking influence from different areas, uh, different types of demographics, even stretching it as far as video games, you know. But, um, real, you know, for but like for the most part overall, I just uh, I come from a background of Hispanic culture dominantly and um, just taking everything that I grew up with and what I've learned and just uh, just taking it, running with it and expressing myself to any 
fullest form possible. Nice, yeah. That's how, that's how it should be. Hundred percent. Um Tell me your time in London, bro. I didn't know that was a thing, bro. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even fucking know that. Oh, uh, yeah. No, honestly, I literally only talk about it when I get to, like, tell me your life story type uh-huh. of question. But, uh, yeah, basically, um, my parents didn't really have their papers cleared when we were younger. Mm. And obviously, I was born in America, so I was fine. But we had an altercation where we kind of got deported. And uh, I went, me and my sister went with my mom, and we had family out there in London. Uh, so first, we got to Luton, which is, like, southern uk kind of by the heathrow airport i was there for a couple months in my uncle's flat which is like you know like a flat little apartment and then after the first three months i went to east london where basically all the other brown people there like me and i lived there for like the other nine months and it was honestly super dope i wasn't going to school there i was just kind of just living there vibing man it was sick i was going taking uh the metro around the subway stations uh just messing around in camden town which is like a whole giant like night market of a city at all times which is pretty cool kind of feels like uh like kind of like in ratitude like those stonehenge like buildings you're running around the floors are kind of like that so it's like it gives out that like, the old like cobblestone type of feel it's pretty cool and then uh milan i lived there for six months that was awesome but back to london though man it's a whole different vibe food is different it doesn't feel as racist i'd say than like growing up younger when i was in california because like everyone's like there's so many different people around so it's like everyone's minding their own business but uh if you haven't gone to London, you definitely got to go there, man. It's a different vibe, man. It's cool. Yeah, it's a, definitely a place I've been wanting to go for oh, yeah, man. years. Yeah. Um, tell me about like your um, you guys' culture um, with the music you guys do today. Like, um, I don't know if your families, your if they know you guys make music. Gotcha. Like, do they approve? Um, <laughs> I know. I know it's weird when it, when it comes to different like um, households and cultures, especially the cultures. Like, I feel that, man. I mean, when it comes to my culture specifically, I mean, one, for the parents thing, I'll get that out of the way. They are, they don't approve of it. Even when they see the shows and they've seen, like, my dad came to, like, my shows before, like, when he used to be in a band. And they've been to, like, one of my shows as, like, a, you know, like, a solo artist and stuff. And, like, he doesn't get it. It's totally fine. He just, like, all right, if it makes you happy. But, like, he wants, you know, the more typical routes of, like, my type of fan. Like, oh, you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to be an engineer, man? Type shit. <laughs> But when it comes to my culture, I mean, obviously some of it goes into like the bars or it also just comes into like my personal experiences that I sometimes rap about and songs that I have out and haven't had out either. And uh, I hope to incorporate more is what I can when it comes to like samples or beats or instrumentation. And other than that, when it comes, that's just like in family culture, when it comes to like personal culture, man, I mean, that just comes with mainly all the music I listen to from the underground shit to the hardcore stuff to even the jazzy stuff, man, even the boom bop stuff. Yeah. What you hate is fucking same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like for me, um, you know, go, growing up with that that heavy Mexican culture, um, having a mother who uh, was definitely like brought up through the Catholic Church, you know, raised that way, uh, very stern on certain aspects, certain areas. So I'm not gonna get much of a, uh, a necessarily, I would say, an approval <laughs> for what I do. Um, but, you know, for my my dad, you know, he, my dad fucking grew up in East L.A., South Almonte. My dad was in the streets. You know, he's with the shit. Like, he he knew what was up. So, like, when he hears the violence, when he hears all, you know, the crazy shit that I'm doing, it doesn't phase him necessarily. Uh, but he's, just like Corey said, it's more so, like, you know, this makes you happy. Do your thing. You know, just don't make any stupid decisions along the way that's going to fuck you. 
and uh you know just keep at it just keep going and um you know it's just it's really uh it's cool when the different you, you got different people in your family and they have their different perspectives on it and you got the ones that uh you know they're gonna be have more of like traditional thoughts you know like uh oh well um these are your odds and these are your chances to do this so maybe you should keep that as like your backup plan but from what i've always believed in is that if you always believe in it as a backup plan or if you always keep your mind on having a plan b then you know you're not going to be as fully invested and dedicated into what you're trying to accomplish yeah so you know having different family members that do support you and believe you 110 mm percent -hmm. those are what definitely helped make the difference in like having that extra drive. Like I have, I have an older brother who I would say I'm, I give him credit for majority of my music taste, like for sure, for sure, especially hardcore and all the heavy music that I listen to. And he's been completely supportive of me since day one. And so having people like that in your corner, especially being family alongside friends is like the big difference maker in my opinion. For sure, for sure. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with you on there because, um, real man, I feel like uh, a good support system is uh, what um kind of makes a good a person a person basically. Um, without without a good support system, you basically won't go anywhere. That's where it, that's where it starts, basically. Honestly, man, I'm so grateful for the support system we both got right now, man. All three of us, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure people want to know people that don't know. Um, how do you? Um, how did you two guys meet? <laughs> Met at a fucking orgy party. <laughs> we were uh, outside in the corner, uh, kind of by Figueroa, and now I'm playing. Uh, do you want to start with like, the internet stuff or like, actually in person, man? So, okay, so we both have different stories on how we met. So from what I remember was that we met on this fucking app. It was called Spoon. And, and <laughs> I show you, I swear to God, you're so check this <laughs> I did not know I, I, I swear to God. So check this out. So what this app. I've never heard of this. What is this app? So, so check this out. So it's a streaming app. And it's like uh, it's like these chat rooms. You know, someone could be streaming and, and people join the chat. They can comment, you know, say whatever shit. And then there's eight slots for people to join the call. And they could all just talk, talk about whatever bullshit they want. But I remember, I believe I met someone that was uh, Mozzie. Oh my god! I met, I met, I met one of his homies, but I also remember meeting Kura on the app like a few years back, and I remember I had his, I had his Insta, and he followed me, and I, I'm a fucking idiot. I, I never followed him back for like two years, <laughs> and, and and then we end up fucking coming together because last year I ended up meeting his boy Mozzie on that app, and um fucking one thing led to another no homo and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh come to find out kuroi's fucking opening for wi-fi's funeral on the same bill as me in, over at la santa in santa ana mm -hmm. and so we ended up linking up in person for the first time and the, the, fir the first <laughs> no, like saying. the first moment we actually like physically saw each other and said hi <laughs> we were in we like we were in the bathroom and i had just taken a piss and like i saw him and like I, I swear to God, like I was thrown off by his height. I was like, "Oh shit, what's up?" 
Santa Claus could have been fucking tall ass fucker, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like first time we met. Fucking that show was fun as fuck. Fun <laughs> fact, I don't remember that show. Oh yeah. I remember <laughs> I remember meeting him at the bathroom. I remember getting on stage. And at that point, I swear on <coughs> on everything, like I was stuck for a lot. I wallahi, I blacked out right when I got on stage. I remember saying my name and I blacked out and I woke up and I was on my knees at the end of my set. I was like, "What oh, the fuck?" This fool was Pause. drunk, bro. This fool was so fucking hammered. And I, the worst, no, I know the worst part, but I was so surprised when people were like, "Yo, like you did crazy, like you went insane." I was like, "Dude, like what? Like I was actually capable of performing? That's crazy." And and then the, there's video of like. There's a, there's a clip during my set where I come off stage and I start a pit. And you see this fool fucking, like, two-stepping, going hard and, like, swinging and shit. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> this fool went off for my fucking set. First time meeting too, man. And it's funny because, like, now, every time I perform, and, like, usually a lot of times he follows me up after my set. And he, he always reserves himself just so he can have his stamina and his cardio. That's how I know this fool was fucking shit-faced because he was going hard. He didn't give a fuck that night. <laughs> No, literally, yeah. I was going ape for his set. And yeah, like you said, every time I try to reserve my energy, make sure I just give it all during my set. And then, like, if he ever goes after me, then boom, I just kill, like, crazy for his set yeah. right after. Same, dude. Same. Um, what's your side of the story? Honestly, it's basically is that not the spoon app thing he was talking about? I do not remember that. I, the Mozzie part, I remember because I know he was on those streaming apps and he's like, yo. I met this guy Hades, and he has, like, mutuals, I think. And I like he does music, too, type shit. And I was like, all right, cool. But I remember I found him on SoundCloud, like, two years ago, or, like, a year before we even actually met. And I was rocking with this shit. I remember I heard, uh, I was like, Shanghai Yayo, I think. Swag. I'm pretty sure Breakneck was out at that point, too. If not, there was another song earlier before that that you had with Deadweight. And uh, I saw he was in Wendell Park, or, like, OC, basically. So I slipped on his IG. I was like, hey, bro, like, I rock with this shit. I hit him up. It was like a very like business transaction conversation, and then like we didn't really talk further, but we had like some memes. Like I don't know if you remember, we were like, we oh, like sent yeah. uh, memes of like fucking scrim from Suicide Boys eating ass type shit. <laughs> like, do the fucking impression, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, how does it go? He's like, uh, he's like, here's the thing. Like I'm down to do it. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, it was like. It's gotta be fresh out the salad. Like it's gotta be suds <laughs> on our ass still. He's like, it's gotta be like a, it's gotta be like a black chick with a fat ass. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> no. no, so that was like the first time we talked, like through like IG type shit. And then like a year later, we ended up being in the same bill. So I was like, all right, bro, let's like, link up, let's chat it up. And then we talked for like ten minutes, and then I don't remember shit for the rest of the night. I apparently. um there was a younger fan who was there at that show, and she brought her mom. And there's a video of, like, me being up in her face, like, when I'm rapping. And she, like, fell in love with me after. And, like, dude, that was just hilarious. Because someone showed me a video of just seeing the eyes of just, like, enamorment. I was like, the damn. The mom bro. or the young? The mom. Okay. The mom. I was like, damn. I did not. No, I don't. I should have clarified that. My bad. My bad. The mom. Because I remember there was a video that someone did an interview with me after the show. Uh-huh. For like a TikTok or something. And then the mom came in and was like so drunk in the video too. And I was like, what is going on? This is so trippy. <laughs> shout out to mom. That video ever comes out. Shout out to her. Was it the mom that low-key looked like a tweaker? Yes. Was it her? Yes. Bro, funny story about that shit. So 
the homies dead kids were performing i think they went on like right before me and not the homies dead kids but the homies band dead kids yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for thank you for clarifying that we're gonna have to clarify a all lot context, of shit during context, this interview man. so like so they were performing and there's a video of this shit where the homie trippy bone and his girl Maya were there and i guess this fucking mom was like drunk and being like kind of obnoxious and kind of like rubbing up and like getting all up in Maya's shit like even you know she was vibing don't get me wrong but like it was, she was just obnoxiously vibing and there's a video of Maya literally grabbing this bitch and fucking throwing her to the floor <laughs> shit. <laughs> and like they, they had to like walk up and be like yo yo chill like we're good we're good but it's like the way she grabbed her and just threw her to the floor and she just like like nothing happened like it was all casual afterwards savage man savage. fucking hilarious um do you guys remember when you guys shared like your first set and what show it was great yeah. question yeah that was, was it tracy the first set we shared that was yeah that was tracy yeah part one the first tracy show mm-hmm. when was that you guys remember that was uh i don't remember the date exactly sometime in fall i'd say no 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 i think it was like august 23rd or some shit like that Mm -hmm. like august 23rd last year oh oh just last year yeah because you guys just did it recently again huh Mm -hmm. yeah we just ran it back back. there that was that was a success man that That was was it was a repeat that shit was no the second one was way fucking crazier than the first one where did you guys perform in the first one both times were actually at the garden grove amphitheater oh nice fucking gnarly bro like those kids fucking surprised me how hard they went the second time unreal like we had like there were people fucking hardcore moshing there and that that was the part that completely shook me like i'm don't get me wrong we had one of our homies that was there hardcore moshing he like kicked some kid in his back (laughs) 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 but dude yeah that was a crazy fucking show yeah honestly because i expected a lot of like tiktok kids or just like a bunch of emo kids who like never been out to a show or something like yeah. that but uh they showed out they had great energy the great reception uh very grateful for that crowd man for real especially playing the hardcore shit and oh, not, yeah. not like it, it's kind of a it's kind of like a fucking throw from left field and when you play a hardcore set or infused set at a show like that because yeah. you don't know how they're gonna react exactly and you just all you can do is just fucking hope for the best. Hope, yeah, literally just cross <laughs> your fingers and hope. Yeah. yeah, either they think it's cool or they want they like the moves you guys do and they want to do it too, or they they just fuck with the frequency and like, all right, like this is some shit I want to throw down to, like I want to like let go with. Yeah, there there was like one fucking person that stood out to me, and it was this dude that was in the front row on the left side, and he just looked like he was not having it. I know like exactly he, what you're talking he, about. He was the only fucking person mm-hmm. that was there that looked like that. Everyone else was so fucking happy except for <laughs> they had the arms crossed but he was in the very front by barricade just yeah watching yeah his arms crossed just like leaning on the barricade wasn't even looking at us he was just looking straight just waiting for the set to end there's always someone like that in every show oh my god man. i feel bad for him i know like why'd you pay this much just to fucking like yeah not vibe man exactly it's like just come back later bro like, oh god bro just go get go get a water <laughs> <laughs> um so uh for each one of you um who would you say is like the biggest artist you guys opened up for? You can go first, Eddie. Shit, mine was opening up for Kuro Yassin. <laughs> hey! <laughs> well, fuck. I already know which one you're going to say. Oh, yeah. Um, For me, fuck. It had to be between like Lil Tracy or I would say nowadays just from 
by the amount of traction that was drawn in from those shows, I would say it was Lil Tracy compared to Wi Fi's funeral. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that too. Lil Tracy is definitely up there. Uh, for me, man, you already know what I'm gonna say, man. Oh, yeah. Emily Chapa, man, surprisingly, um, he I got to chance to perform with him at the Novo last year, sold out. Probably my most legendary show I've had. Crazy reception just because the difference in music, like you know, Emily yeah. Chapa. And then, you know, there's my stuff, too, which is, like, you know, mix of the trap and the hardcore, the trap core stuff. Uh, and uh, that crowd loved me, man. I, I probably had, like, 100 tickets sold there, and it was, like, at least 800 people there. So I was exposed to at least 700 different people. And I remember literally almost shitting myself on stage, not from nervousness, but, like, just from uh, eating before. <laughs> I was going to say the fucking... Uh... <laughs> the fucking King Taco burrito you had before that Dude, shit. Dude, <laughs> oh no, I, I was actually just next door at the Tom's by the, the Novo because it was my cousin's birthday. Oh, that'll do it. We had like wings and stuff, but no, I was on stage. I had a 20 minute set. I'm performing. I'm like at the second to last song. I'm so sweaty. I literally almost threw my foods. So I took a knee on stage in the middle of one of my songs. No one noticed except my cousin who's on stage with me. And I'm so sweaty. I'm like, yo, did I shit myself or am I just so sweaty? <laughs> I can't even tell. <laughs> But thankfully, it was the latter. I did not shit myself, thank God. Uh, everything's all good. And then after the set, literally, my one of my nephews comes out. He's like, hey, yo, there's a line of people want to meet you. And I'm like, wait, what did you mean? I go by the bar, and, like, there's, like, some, like, I felt like some, like, superstar moment. There's, like, a line of, like, 80 people who were just all wanted to say what's up and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? They're like, yeah, man, I can't friendly chop up. This is my first time going to mosh, but, man, your shit is so lit, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yo, like. Just get all this validation from like young kids, older kids, and like, that was just so awesome. So I just hold that memory really cherished to me. And uh, shout out to Emily Chapa for real. I could confirm I was one of the guys in that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's. Um, so as someone, as a new artist, um, what advice would you give when it comes to doing a show like that? I mean, obviously, it's not a secret that you have to pay for like the for the set and stuff. Oh right? yeah. Um, right. Especially when it. Uh, when it's when when it comes to the more pricier sets, what's your advice to like um like I said uh, up and coming rappers who uh, are thinking about doing something like that? Like, so, is it worth it? Um, the outcomes, you know, like there's it, a lot of factors for sure. So, one of the first things that I will say is that we're past the SoundCloud era. That shit is long gone. We're in a time now where, as an artist, if you really want to get yourself known and put yourself out there, you got to you got to pay your way now, mm -hmm. and you got to pay for slots. But you can't look at it as uh, with any negative connotations. You have to look at it as a self investment because that's the only way you're going to be drawing local traffic to yourself if you really want to grow locally. And um, it's also a matter of you know what you're bringing to the table, what sound you're going to deliver and who you're going to open for so you also have to like pick and choose and be careful with where you're gonna you know mm -hmm. bring that energy like i've i opened up for i don't know jeffrey back in december and that was like not the crowd for me to do the hardcore shit for because like no one was moving people were standing yeah. there it, like it, it doesn't mean that no one was fucking with it but you know people were bobbing their heads you know they're vibing but if it's not like for me i like you know the chaos the mm -hmm. carnage all the fucking crazy ass pits if if I feel like I'm not going to get that reception or anything moderately near that, then I feel like, okay, I'm going to direct myself towards an artist who I feel like can get that outcome from. Right. So there's just, yeah, there's different variables you got to look at when you are going to invest in something like that. 
Hundred mm-hmm. percent right. Because you know, the variables of you know the price of a slot. Because you don't want to be overcharged for a slot that's not going to do any good. Like you don't want to be doing like some people charge like eight hundred for a ten minute slot. Like come on, ridiculous right. man. Like we've been doing like full 15, 20 minute sets out here, and like there's a lot more that you can get out of it too. Depending on like he said, the artist you work with, big name artist. But it's not about the biggest name you get out there. It's really just what v- vibes and what fits. And uh, honestly, everything you just said, yeah, I'm just repeating right there. Also, shout out to Mikey from the Bridge. Oh, he real. he definitely sticks his neck out to give affordable slot times to up and coming artists and giving them a platform for you know, opening for big artists or people who are at least have a name in the underground scene. 100%. Shout out to him for you know giving lower name artists that kind of platform and that yeah. that chance. Honestly, I got to give a lot of credit to the bridge too. I mean, they helped me with like probably like my past like six shows and like since like fall of last year. So they definitely helped get me the juice and get my name out there a lot, especially in the LA County. So shout out the bridge. If it ain't the bridge, it ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, well, that was very good. Good advice. Uh, I like the uh, investing in yourself. That's a, that's a pretty good point. Um, right now we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll come back and get the show rolling again. Yes, sir. Big O, baby. All right. We're back. Uh, we're going to get the ball rolling again. And we're going to start off with uh, some fan questions that were sent in from both of your guys' fans. Uh, let's do uh, first one. Uh, place you need to travel before you die. Oh my God, uh, Dubai, definitely Dubai, dude. I'm a World War II fanatic. I'm a big fan of you know just in the history things that have to do with World War II. So I want to go travel different um historical areas in Europe. Nice. Uh, for sure, for sure, want to go visit the beaches of Normandy and just go on different tours, see what kind of shit that they have out there, land landmarks and shit like that. Yeah, if not Dubai for me, uh, Amsterdam definitely want to check out Red Light yeah. District and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tokyo, man. Ooh, oh, Tokyo for sure, for oh, sure. Oh, show. Um, sure. You guys have merch dropping soon? Yes, in the in the works. I'm working on stickers, shirts, and uh, either a long sleeve or a crew neck. Those are things. But uh, I'm just working the designs and working the materials right now still. So. Hopefully, when I go back to doing shows again, I can have a merch table for that. Yeah, same here. Right now, it's more so trying to formulate some kinds of ideas and see what kind of graphic designs that I want to have going. And then kind of at the same time, trying to steer towards who I want to really work with that and who's going to be, you know, reasonable mm. to, you know, in terms of price. Okay, yeah, yeah right on. Um, how long have you been in the game uh, and what inspires you to make music? Gotcha. I mean, uh, for the rap game, underground rap game, the hardcore game, for this, I guess, uh, two and a half years. But I've been making music and working with music since I was 15 and first picked up a guitar and a bass guitar. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I started uh, started when I was 14. Uh, I just made the decision one day. It was like fucking freshman year. It was like winter break. I texted my homie. I was like, bro, let's rap. Like, fuck it. I was like... There's no reason why we can't, you know? And, yeah, I just went from there and fucking just taking my different influences as far as, like, Tyler, the creator, Eminem at the time. 
not to sound too cliche white, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, taking uh, those types of influences and plus all you know the heavier music that I grew up onto and just implementing mm-hmm. all these different areas and putting them into like one solid category. Yeah, and then uh, to answer the second part of your question, I mean, what inspires us to keep going? Really, just mainly a lot of the feedback I get from after shows or after a song comes out. But mainly from after the shows, just from my peers, from meeting new people who just really connect with what I got going, whether they relate to the lyrics personally or relate to the energy itself and feel like it's a safe place to let go or to connect and vibe with. So, yeah, a lot of the feedback I get, the reciprocation is very rewarding and helps me keep going. And of course, you know, just feedback on like on my own release stuff, because I have so many like demos and stuff and people are like, yo, why is this not fucking out? Why the fuck are you holding us dog? Come on, what the fuck? Blah, 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 type shit. See, for me, a big, like, a, a big influence, I would say, is um, not only, I would say peers. Peers do have a factor in it, you know, hearing what they do and hearing what they're coming out with and creating. It's like, okay, like, fuck yeah. Feedback, that's also another thing. And seeing, you know, different reactions to people when, like, they're at your shows and shit. Another thing is how fucking absolute dog shit the new fucking music is nowadays. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, he's so right on that, though. And it's like, oh, my God, bro. If this is what people think are is, like, hot shit right now, then I can blow these motherfuckers out of the water, like, with some new shit. So real. Yeah, because, yeah, I don't know what it is. I was trying to be a monster with that shit, but no, he's so right, though. I'm I, don't, like, okay. I don't know what's in the fucking water, bro, but, like, shit fucking sucks now. It is not hot, like I Hot used to take, be. hot take. Plug and B music is garbage and it is dead. There's no advancement in the subgenre, and it's like everyone trying to sound the same. I like hear a lot of kids say plug and B is the shit. Nah, plug and B is dead. That's my hot take. Stop trying to fucking sound like yeet. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the big question that everyone wants to know: uh, Who's the bottom? I fucking knew you were gonna say that, man. Hey, dude, just just tell him, bro. Shit, shit. No, <laughs> it's kind of like an isosceles triangle. <laughs> But it rotates. Oh, man. No matter what side it's on, even if the bottom's on top, it's still the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Simple. You know, life is like a sandwich. Yeah, no matter where you flip the bread, the bread always comes on top. (laughs) God fucking damn. Shout out to Baby Ruthless. Shout out to Baby Ruthless for that question. We know that's you, Shot. You you fucking whore. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. Uh, let's move on from the fan questions. Um, let me know how you guys got your names, your uh, performer names, of course. Gotcha. Me first, you first, bro. Oh, you can go first. All right, gotcha. So I was telling Big O earlier, actually, before I got here, but uh, when I decided to actually work on the solo artist stuff, I was like, all right, I need a name. I could go with just my name, Yasin, but didn't really like that. I was like, all right, I need something that's more myself. Uh, I had an impromptu name, actually. I kept it for about three months. Uh, if you go on my old post, you'll probably find it. Or maybe my first song on SoundCloud, because the other ones I deleted. It was called Crambone. K-R-V-M-B-O-N-E. I'll give you the quick story. I remember I was watching Tom and Jerry, just for the fuck of it. I was on acid, uh, coincidentally. And there was an episode where Jerry the Mouse's uncle came. And he has a giant mustache. And he has his guitar. And he's playing his guitar. And he's going, boom, 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 boom. And all, no, he's, like, mumbling the entire time. And the only, like audible word i hear is oh crambone 
And I remember I was just dying laughing. I looked it up like Urban Dictionary everywhere. It's not even a real fucking word. And I was like, I'm going to take it. Fuck it. I just took out the A and just put a V, even though, like, you know, fucking Raider Clan hieroglyphic yeah. type shit. And yeah, I just, it did not stick. It did not land. And uh, eventually, um, I was revisiting the show Berserk, one of my favorite mangas, animes ever. I even got it tatted on my fucking neck for the brand of sacrifice. And in the Japanese dub, um, Guts, the main protagonist, he tries to hide his identity for after a certain, you know, things happen in the store. I'm not going to talk about the fucking story. Y'all can fucking read it and watch it yourself type shit. Google it. And uh, he goes by the Kuroi Kenshin, which in Japanese translated English is the Black Swordsman. My name, Yasin, in Arabic means the heart or like the heart of the Quran type shit. So I took Kuroi and I took Yasin and put it together. So... Kuroi, black in Japanese, Yasin, heart in Arabic, black heart. And that is like a more symbolic representation of myself and my energy and the music I put out when you like read between the lines. Nice. Thank you. You in-depth motherfucker. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have shit on that. <laughs> so fucking my name. All right. So when I started, I was, uh, I had a homie. Uh, shout, out, shout out to homie Young. Um, young just young <laughs> Young. his name no is way. young his, his name is literally young oh shit oh well he it, it used to be young prince but he took the prince out and he was like yeah i'm over that shit it's just young now <laughs> okay bet and uh, i could see my bad man he, he had uh he had this little clique that he started it was called royal gang and he had a, a whole theme that was going with it he's gonna have a clothing brand it was gonna be called like royalty lifestyles and shit uh -huh. so when he decided to recruit me, I thought, okay, I want to fit kind of like a medieval kind of theme to add to my name. And so I was like on that young shit too. And I was thinking, <laughs> okay, I'm like young emp, young emperor. Like, nah, fuck that. It doesn't work. And I was like, I was thinking like a jester. And I was like, nah, young jester don't fucking stick. And I was like, okay, young joker. Like, fuck it. I put young joker X over instead of an O. So, like, okay, I, I did that for about like a year. And then that following year, uh, my homie Ry B, dope ass producer in LA, shout out to him. He's like doing mad well for himself. Um, he hit me and he was like, "Yo, why don't you change your name to Hades?" He was like, "It's the Greek god of hellfire." Um, change the S to a dollar sign. It sticks. It fits more for like what you're trying to do and the atmosphere for what you're trying to create. And I was like, you know what? Like, you're right. And I just, I took that, ran with it, came up with my own AKAs and shit. And so that's just pretty much yeah, where Hades came from. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool too. Um, what was I going to say? Um, did your name like um, ever like uh, uh, inter interfere with like, um, like if there was like another artist? Yes. Know? Yeah. Yes. You You definitely, yeah. You know how many fucking people come up on Spotify <laughs> if you type in Hades? Or no, SoundCloud? <laughs> SoundCloud, bro. If you type in SoundCloud, bro, like not even fucking like 83 Hades or like. Oh, I'm yeah, there's that guy, 83 Hades. Holy shit. Like, I'm, I'm there's talk a DJ girl named Hades too. Yeah, actually. yeah. There's a fucking DJ named, I think it's like an Asian girl too. But dude, I don't oh, know. I think it's a white girl. Yes. But. <laughs> <laughs> But I swear to God, bro, like, if you type in just Hades on SoundCloud, motherfuckers from, like, Belgium will come up and shit. It's, like, it's so fucking bullshit. And that's why I had to change my SoundCloud to 3 a.m. Hades. And, like, I fucking hate that just because, like, I never wanted to incorporate the 3 a.m. with my actual name. Yeah. Because the 3 a.m. was just, some, like, just supposed to be an Instagram handle. 
just to like represent, you know, the witching hour. No, nah, he's know? cap. He just doesn't even stay up till 3 a.m. no more. Not playing. Like, Fuck, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna knock out right after this. No, shit. 2 a.m. Hades. <laughs> 2.47. And uh, for me, it wasn't too hard. I mean, when it first got my name out, yeah, because there's like, there's probably like one person out there that just has just Kuroi. Yeah. Or like Kuroya or something like that. And they just have like neo soul, like Japanese, like kind of like jazz, like R&B type shit. You know, like that aesthetic type of stuff. Yeah. You find like 3 a.m. Hades studying lo-fi and chill type stuff. <laughs> but uh, it's not too hard. It's just like once you put the Kuroi, it comes out now. So after like the full year and a half or two years now, at least just Kuroi comes up. And Kuroi just seems like either the first or second suggestion. You put the Y in it, it just, it'll go to my stuff right after. There you go. Um... Um, let's see. I've been going depth, baby. Wherever you want to go, bro. <laughs> um, fuck. I just had it top of my head and I fucking lost it. Um, fucking looking out right now. No worries. We're going to always have a cut if you need to do a cut. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. I am fucking blinking out right now. I just Shui. had it, it top of my head. Such a way why are you so good at fucking Herbert? Hey, I got some popsicles in my cellar. <laughs> hey, Cyrus. Hey, Cyrus. <laughs> hey, Cyrus. <laughs> All right, I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, um, I'm glad that helped you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That was his breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Um, did you guys. Um, what led to you guys incorporating like hardcore into your music? Like, um, were you guys ever just like spitting bars like when you first started, or or was it always like some sort of like uh, metal hardcore in your music? Ah, uh, great question. I mean, honestly, I would say really incorporate just because for me, my favorite artist, band, album, biggest inspiration, literally Lincoln Park. So they've always had the like, rap and like heavier rock influence at the same time. Yeah. And then, of course, like, growing up, like, being in the underground, like, SoundCloud rap scene. So, like, seeing shit from, like, Ghost Main, Suicide Boys, Sash Hollow Water Boys type stuff where they had, or, you know, Ski Mask members only X, you know. We always had that aggressive side. So, even though I was just freestyling when I was younger, I was always just amped up, man. And then, even when it came to shows, like, seeing concerts, uh, I was the wild guy going aggressive as hell in the pit. And then my folks were just, like, push pitting. I was like, all right, I need something heavier. And then I found hardcore music when I was like in high school too, and then got into a scene like probably about two years ago now, like in the active like hardcore scene in LA and OC. And I saw a lot of things that I really liked and I wanted to incorporate into my music and just into the shows as well, but in a way that's like doing justice to both genres and to the new genre we're making too. And that's just my answer at least. See, for me, it was uh, like when I started, I started off. Uh, heavily influenced by boom bap and like tyler the creator so i was i was going for the very like edgy triple six like you know like f fuck shit yeah and you know I, I'm over some like ex very experimental beats type shit and once i like discovered you know suicide boys you know wolf like smug main fucking Seth hollow water boys like once i first discovered that shit in 2015 it, even though I was already on that like triple six like edgy shit, I it steered me in the direction of using more like 
punchy ass beats mm-hmm. and shit that was really grimy and hit really fucking hard. <laughs> Sorry, dude, this fucking mic. It just keeps all stops fucking falling. <laughs> we, we thought it was gonna be the chair lowering, but it's the mic. <laughs> I don't know. I give up. It's gonna go down. <laughs> just, <laughs> just lowering your head like oh, fuck. Oh, shit. oh, I wish y'all could see what's going on right here. <laughs> just picture like a fucking construction crane, but like it just lowers. <laughs> it just continues. Just gradually lowering. Whatever. <laughs> the Hades continue. Yes, please continue. Oh, you done already? I was gonna say, do you have to fucking tighten it on that part down there? Or is there a fucking knob to turn? There you go. It fucking falls hard as shit. <laughs> no, well, fuck it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna struggle. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Back to the question, ladies. Oh, so yeah, like Suicide Boys, you know, said like those the guys who really ran shit for that like 2014 through like 2017 SoundCloud era. Those guys had the biggest influence for me instrumentally i would say for the most part and um i I would say through time i definitely started thinking more like okay i want to not so not necessarily hardcore but i wanted to incorporate more deathcore Mm. until fucking ghost man started doing that shit and i was like god fucking damn it like this is the shit i've been wanting to do for years that's exactly what i felt when i got into the music too honestly man this shit's so hard but like this is exactly what i wanted to do already too man but like when i was 16 i had this idea of like okay i want to incorporate trap metal and fucking dubstep and then ghostmade fucking did that bro like the next year and i was like are you fucking kidding me so that went out the door so then in the more recent years, like, even though I kept just strictly pushing through the trap and just trying to just, you know, put screaming vocals on it. Now I'm, I'm at a point for sure where I'm just like, okay, I want to strictly make trap and fucking infuse it with hardcore and not just, you know, just instrumentals and like just screaming. But like, you know, I want to have like beat down shit, two step sections, you know, side to side shit, mm. you know, all the the fun parts of hardcore that everyone loves and incorporate that. And just really, really bring these two genres together. Nice, nice. Uh, well, speaking of hardcore, um, give us two bands that you want to put people on right now. Ooh, we, hardcore, should, hardcore. we should both give two different band names, I think. So give some four bands for the audience. Sanction. Don't fucking sleep on Sanction. And also, Sanction. Fucking tour. Do Come to fucking LA, bro. I've been waiting too fucking long. Get off of this fucking bullshit hiatus that you're doing. You just went on a fucking tour in Australia with Kublai <laughs> Khan and God damn it. Fucking come over here. Why aren't you on Sound and Fury? You fucking pricks. Oh God. And your uh, second band? So Sanction and Fuck. I would I I think I'm gonna have to say Mind Force. <laughs> hard, hard. I'm gonna have to say Mind Force. All right. That's that's Hades answers. My answers, first of all, the great the fucking hardcore legends right now over here in IE. Fatal fucking wounds. I gotta give a shout out to them. I got my boy Sergio on the guitar too. He kicks ass. I've known him for a fat minute. Been on a tour with him with one of his old bands. So I've just seen him rip it all the time. And Fatal Wounds just gets down every time. Need a song to put on? Slaughter season. Go work out to that shit. Go two-step in your backyard. Go fucking do push-ups and shit. Just get through your day with that shit. Hell yeah. And then uh, second band. 
who do I think? Honestly, mm. Vein FM. Vain. Actually, no, 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 cap, cap, cap. <laughs> that, they get that free shout out. Momentum. I was about to say momentum. Oh, yeah, me. momentum <laughs> deserves it. It just slipped my mind for a second, but momentum definitely deserves that. Might I add? Might I add one more? Ninety-seven minutes. Ninety-seven. Ooh. The homies in ninety-seven minutes. Shout out to them, bro. They are fucking killing shit in the IE scene. You know, shout out San Bernardino beatdown hardcore for real. You know what? Shout out Death Watch though. Can we get onto Death Watch if they haven't gotten on Death Watch? I'm surprised you didn't say Omerta. <laughs> Damn, man. I'm, I'm very surprised. You know what? If y'all hearing right now, Omerta as well, listen to the song Anti Amoris or Garbage. Kuroi Kosen. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so I know you mentioned you were in a band. Hades, were you part of something? I've like always wanted to be. Always wanted to be. Never got the chance. But I see you playing guitar. Is that right? Cool. Uh well I mean let's start with Kuroi um talking about your band what, what was that about man <laughs> I'm glad you asked man honestly I haven't talked about this in a minute uh it was a high school band that I started with a couple of my close friends uh three of them one of them I don't talk to anymore fuck that guy <laughs> nothing much else said fuck that guy um uh, the drummer he we're still cool he's just doing his own thing on his YouTube softball thing shout out to Mobo from the softball league, and I got my boy Mike. You know Mike. Shout, Shout out Mike. Mike, and then my boy Caesar. Shout out Caesar. Uh, we were on a band together. It was called Hung Under, play on words of being hungover, and we were like, literally like fifteen year old fucking idiots, drinking like Miller High Lifes, sneaking that <laughs> shit from grocery stores and shit. And we all woke up one day we're like, fuck, I'm fucking hungover. What if I'm hung under? <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, band favorite. <laughs> You're like, oh, gonna be the next fucking big thing, dude. We were, we were like good and bad because like we we had, it was like a the the guy that we don't fuck with no more. Fuck that guy. He wanted to do some like strokes inspired stuff, and we just wanted to do some like thrash shit. You know what I mean? And like we were just jamming in guitars and garages. Didn't know how to properly record our shit. Never wore earplugs to our fucking practices. So like I probably like slight tinnitus since I was fucking fifteen and shit. And we just did backyard shows at fucking random events. And our very last show, we played a chain reaction. Oh, nice. And yeah, see, that's the thing. Everyone says that. And back then, I did not know how big of a deal that was. And then, like, I see how big of a deal it really is. I'm like, damn, like, that's great that my last show as a band was that chain reaction. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool fucking last show. It's like a little exit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. And yeah, we stopped that band when I was like 17 or 18. And then I took a break off music for like two years. And uh, once I turned like 20, or I was just like, all right, like, I want to do music for like the rest of my adult life because this is the shit that makes me happy and that's the shit I want to do. And then I moved on to just working on vocals, producing and stuff. And then, you know, became Karoy. Nice. Uh, you said you play bass? Yeah, I played bass. I do play guitar too, but bass is my specialty. And uh, I play a little bit of drums, but bass and guitar are my babies. Oh, yeah. Do you uh, use your fingers or do you pluck? I use my fingers Good. and I slap at the bass. Oh yeah, he, he definitely <laughs> uses his fingers. <laughs> hey yo, Angle Lie Man. I remember I learned to slap the bass, and then the first song I went to look up was the Seinfeld theme song. Oh, swear to God, <laughs> so corny. 
he learned the fucking the roundabout. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? The Green Day, right? Is that the one? No, no, it's oh fuck. Uh, this is that meme. There's a stupid ass meme. I have to show this. It's, it's the fucking JoJo it. meme. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. 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 Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when did you start learning guitar, or when did you learn guitar? So, my biggest influence for learning guitar was having my older brother growing up with him and he, you know, watching him always play in the household. So I, he loaned me his BC Ridge after he left to the air force and he's back home now. He's out of that shit. But, um, he, he left his BC Ridge with me and like, I was in the closet for years. I didn't touch it. And then when I was 17, I finally decided, you know, fuck it. I, I want to fucking, you know, just start learning. And, um, within like, three months i started forcing myself to start learning metallica start forcing myself to learn the thrash how to play fast Mm -hmm. play with palm you'd seen you know all that shit and uh so yeah i've been playing now 17 23 now six years that's crazy you and that bc goodrich got a lot in common bro you both were in the closet for a lot of years bro (laughs) 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 cool is about to get this interview canceled Dude, is that, it's on non-PC, my bad, man. <laughs> during, during Pride Month, too, bro. Five, bro. Damn. Double whammy. Double whammy. All right. You're jeopardizing all of our careers right now. <laughs> 2 a.m. talks. 2 a.m. talks. Um, do you guys remember your first rap show you, you ever been to? Suicide Boys. 2017 Global Epidemic Tour at the House of Blues in Anaheim. Mine? Okay, so I my first three rap shows were like all within the week. Oh wow! In twenty sixteen, it was so the first it was Halloween twenty sixteen. I saw Sasha the Water Boys at a warehouse. I think. No, no, no. I, yeah, I think yeah. Sasha the Water Boys, Santa Ana. No, I, these are warehouse or observatory. I can't remember. And then like a week after that, I saw Denzel Curry for the ULT tour. And that's when I first met Denzel Curry too. And then like. Two days after that, or the day after, was Suicide Boys Eternal Grey Tour. That's an motherfucker. You lucky motherfucker, bro. Those three shows alone changed my entire life. All three of those energies, all well, technically, like what, two, three, all seven of their energies <laughs> changed my life and how I viewed live music and just what I really fucked with. Dude, I, I wish I would have seen that fucking Eternal Grey Tour. That shit. I think I went to that. I went, I went to one there at the Novo. Oh yeah, that was global up. Epide- like fucking everyone came out. Oh, Puya, I think- Ramirez, fucking Damn. Fat Nick, even Getter was there. Um, oh yeah, that would be like 2015, 2016 shit. I think it was sixteen. Dude, that might have been the uh, the Southside Suicide tour. Uh, I don't think it was. It might have been Eternal Grey then, because I didn't go to LA for that. I just did the San Andreas. They, they everyone, played at the Novo for that tour too. Everyone uh-huh. was there, like literally fucking everyone. Damn, everybody and the mama. <laughs> uh, I hate to admit it, but my first fucking concert was a Logic concert. That was your first ever concert, Dude, or rap concert. Ever, ever first it's, ever concert. It's it's okay to say that because at the time it was for sure sick was, as fuck. Yeah, uh, especially like under pressure, <laughs> like Logic. Oh my god, yeah. Under, pre- under yeah, that he he was good during his era before he was commercial yeah that was he was yeah my first day my first ever concert though it was a it was an emo band midwest emo band modern baseball that was my first ever concert (laughs) and um, (laughs) you did not expect that huh (laughs) 
Yeah, it was a modern baseball, and Joyce Manor opened up for them, and I love Joyce Manor. Uh, there's a song called Catalina Fight Song. That was the first song I ever moshed bed to in my life. First song I ever was down to crowd surf to, and the first time I ever got uh crowd yeah crowd surf to stage dive. So that show and that uh, song itself got a special place in my heart for just pushing me that extra limit to go fucking crazy. Honestly, dude, I I would say like my first concert. There was this church. I I think it was in Whittier. Uh, there was this church, and they would host. Uh, it, it would be like a carnival, like a fair, and then they would get like an artist to you know play. Um, I've it's either one of the two. I'm pretty sure it was Pat Benatar. I saw Pat Benatar for like my first show ever, and then after that, I went back. I think it was like maybe the following week or some shit. I saw Creedence Clearwater Revival. What? Like, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit was fucking bad fucking ass, bro. I know some Vietnam vet was in there fucking freaking the fuck out. There are the trays! Oh my <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we go to our uh, second break, um, let's do uh, the best show you've been to. Oh my god. Knock loose, Oxnard. <sighs> that's, that's so hard. Yeah, the OPAC, huh? We saw Knocked Loose, we saw Shakewell, we saw Tsunami. Momentum. We saw Momentum, and we saw fucking Terrain. Terrain for the first I, That was my first time seeing Terrain. Yeah, I guess a concert that's not like a festival and just, you know, just a set bill. That might have been one of the hardest shows I've ever been to. It's between that, like I said, Eternal Grey, any type of Denzel Curry show. It's hard. Like, all these shows are just high-level energy, high-performance, you know? Like, I would even say any of Puya's shows. Puya fucking puts on the show, man. It's hard to say. But just for the sake of... A simple answer, and just because it was so recent and it just blew my mind, I would say that Knock Loose show with Shakewell, Tsunami, Momentum, and uh, Terrena. That's a crazy lineup. Not, not to also mention uh, the very first Grey Day, Night One in LA. That was fucking crazy. City Morgue, Trash oh, Talk, yeah. Denzel, uh, Germ. Oh, Jeezy too, actually, on certain locations. Because I went to San Fran to see Grey Day before LA, and Ojeezy was there instead of Denzel Curry. And OG had that. OGZ had that shit lit. He was on stage with Sadie Morgan shit. That was fucking crazy seeing them all together. Fuck. OGZ had fucking great day, straight up. That's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, but like that that Oxnard show was so gnarly because I was like, that was also my first time seeing Tsunami. Uh-huh. Helicopter, helicopter. I, <laughs> I shit you not, bro. Tsunami came out with Gatecrasher. There were like I want to say a solid forty people in that pit. And it was shoulder to shoulder swinging. Like, I cannot make that yeah. shit up. It was a fucking movie, bro. War zone. War zone in there. I fucking stage dove to contempt of cop, landed right on my tailbone. Oh. It, 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 like, my back hit the floor, and then my leg, yeah. like, my left leg swung down and hit the floor. Like, my fucking MCL smacked the ground right Jesus after. Like, that shit Christ. fucking hurt, bro. I'm going to feel okay. that shit when I'm 30. For <laughs> sure. For real, man. <laughs> All right. And so, with that, we're going to take another quick break. And then we will come back. We're going to play a little game when we get back. And then we'll probably wrap it up and call it a day. We can pin the tail on the cooler. Hey, yo. All right. We're back from our break. Uh, Fortunately, we can do a game, which is fine. We'll figure it. We'll figure it out in the future. Our future references. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, like we mentioned in the beginning of the video, we just came back from a uh, GCW event in LA. Um, like I said, I'm going to post a clip after this um, at the end of the, the podcast. So if you want to stick around, you can listen to that. Like I said, it's going to sound like, <sighs> but uh, since we're going to be talking about wrestling right now, this is a, uh, it's gonna be a tradition on this fucking show. So if you don't like it, fuck off. Yeah, fuck yourself. <laughs> if you don't like it, some dick from the back. I'm exactly. not. I'm not too like currently wrestling oriented, but like I still love the fucking conversation uh, yeah, about it. At least you know some shit. At least you know. Yes, sir. Um, we gotta take the reins. We gotta take the reins. Ain't like a Roman reins. <laughs> I can get rid of them. So the go- the golden question of wrestling: Who's your favorite wrestler? All right, set of once, set of times, set of thrice. But the number one spot of all time, it's going to be synonymous. You can't have one without the other. So it's unfair to say one is better than the other. So I'm going to say Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Literally, the only reason I got a septum piercing because I saw the septum on the fucking Brahma Bull tattoo he has. I'm like, yeah, shit hard. But that's my synonymous for favorite wrestler of all time. For me, it's The Overtaker. No, I'm just kidding. The Overtaker? Shut the fuck up. The Overgiver. The Overgiver. You didn't run the third, right? (laughs) Run the third. Run the Overgiver. Man, uh, for me, it was like, fuck. The myth. The myth. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, I thought you were going to say that right away. I'm like, what? Oh, shit. Nah, bro. I, I mean. Is that, I, is that the fucking myth? <laughs> fucking kicks the door open. Oh, shit. See, uh, but like, I was like. All jokes aside, I was a pretty big Undertaker fan. I thought he was the shit. I fucked with Kane. I thought mm-hmm. Kane was a fucking badass too. Uh fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's another great fucking all-time mention. Can I get a hell yeah? One bear. Two bears. But fuck dude. Bear. It's like <laughs> bloody bear. Yeah, it, it's it's so hard for me to try to pinpoint, you know, who my all-time favorite was. Um, I can't be too cliche and fucking pick John Cena. But <laughs> I I hope, I swear to God, bro, if someone somewhere were to ever say Gouldust, I'll kick him <laughs> in the fucking chest so hard, bro. I swear <laughs> to God. Fucking <laughs> Gouldust. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's... Even like I even fucked with John Morrison pretty heavy at one point. Oh yeah, pretty you know. But yeah. when he and Miz were fucking riding together yeah. before he betrayed him, like a little bitch. <laughs> fucking coming asshole. for you as John Morrison. Well, no, actually no, the Miz no, betrayed actually. Miz. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, John Morrison's a good guy. <laughs> no, you're right. He's a solid guy. Great guy. Big fan. Fucking, he fucking walks around with the Bible. <laughs> what? You <laughs> <laughs> guy's boxing now. Believe it or not. Oh, real oh, yeah, shit. John Hennigan, yeah. yeah John he, Hennigan. He was, like, in one of those, like, celebrity... Mm-hmm. Like, like, the you know, creator like, clash yeah. like that, or, like, a celebrity boxing. He won, so at least he won. <laughs> yeah, he's always been in great shape, man. He, yeah. he he can move. Hardcore, too. Do you have a top five Hades? Top five. For wrestlers? Other than, like, those, like, do you have, like, a top five? Damn. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to give an honorable mention to Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. Well... Um, <laughs> something, something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> fucking, I'm not gonna. Like I said, get fucking rid of Roman Reigns. It's been too fucking long. 
He cheated it's, every match you know, too. We, literally. We, we need we need someone new. It's fucking long overdue. Um you know, there's like shit that's like on the tip of my tongue and I can't fucking think of any names right now. Well, I'll just pass it on to Kuroi. All right, no worries. So, easy. Stone Cold Rock, number one. Number two, man. I switch it up, but I think right now I'm going to put Undertaker second. I'm going to put Shawn Michaels third. Shawn Michaels, that's a good Fourth, one. Fourth, I'm going to put Triple H just because of his wrestling career and what he's doing right now for the wrestling industry. I mean, yeah. he's literally it's, it's revived WWE creative and the talent there. And then number five. Number five. <sighs> There's a lot of people who could be number five, but um, I'm gonna say Batista. Really, Batista, dude. I was gonna say Jeff Hardy. Yeah, there are so many. There are so many wrestlers I can name, man. I yeah. it would it would be a forty minutes of just me thinking if I would do that, man. On honorable fucking mention, Brody King. Brody King, shout out Brody I'm, King. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just mention Brody King. Not 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 an all time top five, but he he's. Uh, you he's know, one to look fucking look out for. God you know, hate. we'll never forget Brody King broke my fucking chest, bro. Fucking, I still feel it's a fucking chop on my still chest, man. Still feel it. Fuck, dude. I don't even know how you did that, bro. Yeah. That was insane, man. Shout out Brody King, man. I I'm initiated into the House of Black. I don't care what anyone says. It was like that shit from Doctor like Doctor Strange when your spirit comes out of your body and oh, he fucking yeah. hits you. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, tell us the story. I know. Uh, I I know you said it earlier. And it's gonna be on the fucking at the end, <laughs> but just for just to get the HD version. Oh yeah, <laughs> HD buzz buzz ASMR. Welcome to the Kuroi Hour. So today we're talking about the time I got my fucking chest caved in by Brody fucking King of God's Hate and All Elite Wrestling, uh, superstar. I don't have to go like that. Professional wrestler, House of Black. It's Sound and Fury. It's July 30th, the 31st, 2022. We're in the Hot Expo Park. I'm in the merch line with all the homies. At God's hate, I go up to him and say what's up, give him my or give him my flowers of respect. And my boy Mike, he was like, "Hey man, we missed the House of Black, you know, initiation." You know, my boy right here, Croy, want to know if he can get initiated. Think he can take a chop from you? And without hesitation, he's like, "Yeah, you know, you don't, you don't, no one's ever asked actually, so uh, you'll be the first and probably the last." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, he got up, tall ass motherfucker, like jacked, like two sixty or something. Told me to take off my shirt. I'm like, okay, bet. As I'm taking off my shirt, he always gets in the front. No count. He doesn't go like three, two, one. No, he just looked at me or looked at my homies, looked at me, just clapped me completely. Uh, fucking sent Kuroi into the fucking table. I didn't the fall, merch. but like I literally like fell into the table. I was just like, oh. And the funniest part is he looked at my home. He's like, holy shit, that hurt my hand. I'm like, fuck. Oh, shit. And, you know, it's like a hot day. So, like, by the end of the day, it's just like, you know, I'm a little bit tanned, but just a red giant hand mark. And I just feel it right here, like, around the middle of my sternum type shit, man. Oh, my God. God damn it, bro. Brody King. And later that day, he fucking, uh, he handed me the mic from the mosh stage, or the uh, the mosh stage. And I was, like, so flabbergasted in the moment. <laughs> so he took it away real quick. And then I kind of got, like, I think I kind of got his foot when he did that infamous fucking stage yeah. dive. Oh, my God. I was in that general area, man. That shit was scary. <laughs> well, I remember seeing that shit being like, God damn, bro. Like, that's a lot of fucking weight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, you got that pro wrestler dive for real. He's he's fucking 300 pounds of pure fucking muscle. Yeah. That he's, is, you can't fuck with that. And he's still fucking athletic. 
You should you should have seen him at uh for the children when he was like when he was up there during terror set. Dude, oh, I yeah. left. I regretted it. I left before terror went up and I was like, fuck dude. dude. Oh my god. Bro, he L. fucking I swear to God, they were fools that were like trying to run up to him to like yell the lyrics. Yeah. And he was just fucking flinging them off of him like yeah. nothing, bro. Launching fools like it was unreal, bro. That guy's a fucking tank. Yeah, he's a fucking monster. He even got in the pit at one point, like during the festival. That was like, I'm oh, fucking hell, scared. I'm going yeah, back. See, you see Brody King in the pit. You're gonna Brody King in the pit. You just, I don't know what you're gonna do. You run. gonna face or you gonna run away? <laughs> Life is hard. Be harder. Facts. Facts. We have a funny story about that show. Um, I was with Tacit and his brother, and um. We went upstairs to the balcony and we used the restroom upstairs. Um, and as we're taking a piss, we see a guy with a uh, a dark, not too dark, but a dark uh, Hispanic person with long hair. And we're taking a piss, and the guy leaves. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Tassi's brother was like, "Yo, that was Robert Trujillo." Shut oh, up. you know what? I remember seeing on Twitter the mentioned. <laughs> We're like, what? He's like, that was Robert Tejillo. I'm like, uh, Metallica. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. And we started fucking following him, and we're like, oh shit, that was fucking Robert Tejillo. We just took a piss next <laughs> to fucking Robert Tejillo. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, what the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> he's fucking crab walking through the bathroom. <laughs> We're like, dude, why is so fucking random? Why is he like? We're like, why is he here? And I guess his son is into all that kind of music, so that's why he's there. Interesting. That's fucking sick, dude. And I'm sure he's like a affili- like has some kind of affiliation with Terror. I'm sure he knows them somehow. Oh my god, so Terror's OG, man. But that that's pretty fucking badass, dude. I, I remember Tassie, fucking. I, I like I hit him up about that, and I was like, no fucking yeah. way, dude. Shout out, fucking Tassie, by the way. I'm a huge Metallica fan, so I would have been like, yo. Yeah, what I was like, fuck? what? Dude, that's <laughs> unreal. I, I saw them at the fucking, uh, at the Rose Bowl back in 2017. Dude, I could have gone, but I still haven't gone to a Metallica concert. But luckily, I'm going. Uh, this coming one? This coming one. That's right. I got fucking general admission, so I'm going to be on the floor. Go Ooh. fucking crazy, bro. Both nights. Get give me a fuel. Give me a fire. Give me something. <laughs> Get ready for that fucking Saiyan Anger fucking steel Dude. trash can snare. Oh, I, yeah. I, I fucking hope they play something from Saiyan Anger. Saiyan Anger wasn't that bad, honestly. I actually pretty liked it. They just could have done a better choice with the drums. Understandable on that, though. At least the snare. A little punchy. It's, that snare was fucking Imagine that, that so Zulu ringy. Snare. That Zulu little fucking like, tuned up snare that Christine does. Oh, my God. Yeah, but does Zulu, they... They tune their shit nice. Yeah, they do. Shout out Zulu. Zulu. That was a, another honorable mention. Zulu for sure. Black Power Violence. Mm-hmm. They're Fuck just yeah. they're just here now. Yeah, I just saw them on Wednesday at the midnight hour event, for yeah. their uh, kickoff show before they headed to Europe. So right now they're in Europe doing their Europe, uh, Europe tour right now. But yeah, Zulu Power Violence band. Fucking, I have a footmark on my forehead right here. You can probably see it, man. A little scratch from someone's fucking foot because I gave like. Nine people fucking sweet chin music to either the top of their head or fucking ah, uh, it was violent as hell, man. He had it coming. Yeah, honestly, after he he, after coming. like the eighth person, that's when someone got me. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get one more person. I'll get. I'll be. <laughs> dude, the fucking Sean went to last night was so fucking violent, dude. Just beat down Cruz, fucking just fucking everybody up. 
fucking gnarly. Shout out all the homies that came through. Oh, yeah, dude. Shout out all the homies that still get down, even though they're getting fucked up. Shout out, Blake. Shout out, Blake. Shout out, Blake. Dude. And shout out to all the straight edge kids out there, bro. Hey, for real shit, shout out to all the straight edge kids. You do not have to do shit to have a good fucking time. For real. Do your shit. Fucking stay sober. Do your thing, bro. You guys are fucking killing shit. I wish I can be like them, but unfortunately, I'm like Chief Keep because I've been sober. <laughs> I, I I wish my lungs weren't as fucked up from all the smoking as they are now. But I mean, I'm I'm already here, so I'm not gonna stop. Yeah, much love and respect <laughs> to all the straight edge homies. Why why turn back around? I'm already this far down the road. <laughs> um, while speaking of the pits and stuff, um, which uh, I mean, it was a fan question as well. What was your worst like injury in a pit? Oh man, I mean, probably a sprained ankle, I'd say. Like, I just rolled my ankle. Yeah, rolled my ankle during a uh, knocked loose when I saw them in Oxnard. But yeah. I mean, like, that was the only one that, like, kind of hurt me for a while. I mean, other than that, I mean, I've been fucking bloody as hell before, you know, like, busted my eyebrow like two weeks ago, my eyebrow piercing before. Oh, yeah. Busted my elbows before, bloody, uh, tore my ear before, bloody nose. But, like, all that was just, like, pain for the night it didn't like yeah. it didn't affect me anything else that sprained ankle though that shit fucked me up you know what we were at for the children it was a fucking uh it was during internal affairs on day two i went i was taking a break like i was chilling and then there was a two-step section i was like you know i'm gonna go two-step for a second two-step i'm walking out i'm like five feet from the edge of the pit this guy comes around with a fucking windmill. His his uh, forearm comes and hits the bridge of my fucking nose. Oh, yeah. And I, I still have the bump on my shit. Splits it open. I have a cut right here. I'm Ooh. leaking from right here. And both my nostrils are mm -hmm. fucking leaking. So I'm like, I got blood all over the fucking place, all over my hands. Kuroi took a picture of me right there in that moment, <laughs> yeah. like right when I came out of the pit. And then I go to wash off. I'm like walking like by the front like entrance of the Belasco. And I see Braxton, the guitarist from Zulu, and he recognizes me. He's familiar with me. So I'm like, yo, and he looks at me. He's like, yo, what the fuck happened? I'm like, I just got cracked and I just go to dab him up real quick, not realizing I had blood on my oh. hand. So then like I, I dab him oh. up and then both of us were like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> I just grabbed that full of napkin real quick. But that was that was one of the worst hits I've taken. Um, fuck, dude. I. Got punched in the fucking face at Thyrda's murder with Kublai. It was during Kublai Khan back in February at the observatory. Yeah, fucking, that was the show we went to. No, that's a Kublai Khan at House of Blues. During the fucking second ban, me and the homie AJ are two-stepping next to each other. This full throws a windmill, hits me un <laughs> underneath my nose. I'm leaking from that. Uh, Blood finally stops. Kublai Khan's playing. I get socked right on the top of the bridge of my nose. I even have, like, I get, like, a little welt right above my eyebrow yeah. from the punch. I got hit so hard, not only did my head, like, get knocked back, but I think I clenched my jaw so hard that my tooth chipped. Ooh. So, yeah. that was that. That fucking sucked. That shit hurt, but uh, when I went to Grey Day last year in L.A., I fucking rolled my ankle. Like, I, like, semi-rolled it during, like, Code Orange's intro, and it's still not 100% till this day. Damn. You get to check that Loki. <laughs> I know, dude. It's like if I put pressure like all the way on that side, I feel it. I'm like, oh, that's probably your fucking uh, Achilles, bro. It's on the side uh, of my ankle. It's like right on the side it of it. Probably, like, it probably is, dude. Uh, you, you should really get that checked out. I'm 
fucking like, concern I, for I, you. I, I, I fucked up by not icing it. That yeah. was my problem. Ooh. I fucked up on that part. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> but shit, you, still alive. Still alive. Still moshing. True. How about you, Bigo? You ever had the mosh pit injury, bro? Uh, yeah, same thing as you, man. Fucking, I sprained my ankle. Oh, and it was a, it was like, uh, it was at a fucking Ramirez show. No way. Of all places, bro. Like, uh, I don't know. I think this was for Greg, uh, the Greg Gorilla. Mm, when he dropped down. Gotcha. The one you did with, I think, Fat Nick. Uh, or uh, I. Fuck who? Either um, Fat Nick, Shaco, or Germ. I know he did one of those three. I forgot what year it was, um, but it was at the Roxy. Gotcha. Fucking Ghost Me pulled up. Um, I forgot who was opening up for. I think it was Germ. And then, um, so it was at the Roxy. Um, this fucking, I'm just in the pit, whatever. This guy comes up to me. He's like, he's like, yo, grab my hand like that, like grab it, like boom. I was like what okay i was like okay i was like okay i guess right and then he grabs my hand and he uh he uh stretches out like like that way like as and and um how can i say this how can i describe this like my hand's like this and he's on the other side like we have a big ass like clothesline basically gotcha yeah yeah and he's like just run around and just fucking knock people down i was like i was like all right (laughs) So we're literally fucking just running and fucking boom, clotheslining people, boom, oh, boom. shit. And then Damn. Uh, people got fucking mad, obviously. So they started coming after us and started pushing us and shit. And then motherfucker wouldn't let go of my fucking hand. Oh my I'm like, God. let go, please. <laughs> Grab it on your whole wrist yeah. instead. I'm like, shit. bro, let go. Because we were, I, um, I was falling and he was too. I'm like, bro, let go. And he wouldn't let go. And I remember I just like, I got pushed. And like my arm was still, uh, he still was holding onto my arm. You gotta use that sound effect for that. <laughs> so which one? Though? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me. That was you. We wouldn't let go. <laughs> and um, when you hit the floor, you know? <laughs> and I just remember uh, my body just hitting the floor, and like I, my knee like bent, and oh. like I kind of like like fell on my ankle basically. Damn. And I remember I got up and I was fine, but my uh um I wear glasses obviously for people that don't know. And my glasses fell and they fucking broke. They got oh, stepped on. I'm like oh, fuck. Little Vela moment. Yeah, that was literally like, probably the worst part. Like I don't give a fuck that I broke my ankle, but I fucking lost my glasses. Oh, yeah, that's expensive, bro. Fuck like like, that. Fuck, dude. And then I remember like after the show, that's uh that's when I started feeling everything. I'm like, what the fuck? Got like hit by a truck tire. Yeah, shit. like oh, my ankle man. was just, my ankle was just fucking swollen as fuck. I'm like, I can't even walk. And um, at that time, uh, I was with Tacit too. And we at that time we both didn't have cars yet, and so we kind of had an Uber um, from like from like the train station to like. Hmm. So we basically had like a long trip, a long a long trip home, and I was just fucking in pain the whole time oh, God damn. poor big no, owl, bro no no glasses fucking sprain ankle i was just like bro just get you're me just home. punching the you're air just, at that you're, point you're yeah. just sitting there fucking yeah literally <laughs> fucking squinting, squinting the whole time like <laughs> where, where are we bro <laughs> all right let's see where we at right now uh we got like a couple we got 10 minutes actually oh, Dude, oh, yeah. i'm just gonna say fucking um i almost fucking rolled my other ankle the same way i, I rolled the other one Except we were at uh we were at Bricks 
for our hardcore show, it was uh Dead Heat. Dead yeah, Dead Heat, fucking Terena, Mongrel. Oh yeah, I love um, violent. And fucking it was during Terena's set. Some guy comes across the pit and I bring up my fucking Muay Thai training experience. I fucking bring up my guard. I bring up my my left leg to try to block this guy coming at me in case a kick or, you know, whatever's mm. going to come. I, I can tell from the way he's coming at me, it's going to be like a kick. Then all of a sudden he gets fucking pushed. He falls, rolls, goes under my leg and rolls onto my fucking other leg that I'm standing on. And he rolls onto my ankle and all my body weight just collapses onto my ankle. So it like, I like slightly like semi rolled it a little bit. I immediately got up and just started working it, moving it around. I was like, fuck dude, no way. I'm not doing this shit again. Like, yeah, fuck no. Felt that, man. Luckily I was, I was chilling, but like, yeah, that was fucking scary. Uh, I'll add add another one real quick. Um, This was at a drop out of school for Puya and Fatnik. Dude, at the great chain, tour, great tour. At the Chain Reaction. You, wait, you were there too? Yeah. Chain Reaction. Dude, I was there too. They yeah. played Chain Reaction? That's crazy. Yeah. At the Chain Reaction. No fucking yeah. way. Yeah. I had a VIP ticket for that, man. It was Puya, Fatnik, Ghostbane. I think that was it. Yeah, that was just them three. They yeah. like Fatnik came out first, and then Ghostman and Puya came out the same time. I think with like thousand rounds, they came out the opposite. Uh, their, or Mill the Mall. Uh, Ghostman opened up, and then there they, you go. Yeah, and then they Fatnik and them came out together. Yeah, they came out to what uh, middle of the mall, right? I think so yeah. 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 Damn, you I was there. right in the front. I was literally right in the front. For oh my god, that's crazy. That's crazy, dude. We we met each other before we even knew it, bro. Dude, uh, funny story. My fucking well, my my girlfriend now uh, was at that show too. Really? And fucking that was years ago. I, I don't know who the fuck she was. Did you go with her there, or no. she just happened to be there? I just happened to be there too, and I was like, what that's the crazy. Fuck? We were just talking about like shows. And I was like, you. I was like, "What the fuck? You were there too?" Like it was, a, it was a small show, yeah. you know. Um. So, anyways, uh, they're doing. I think it was for Ghostman. They're he was doing like a fucking wall of death. Yeah. And then um, uh, I was like, okay, pick my side. And I was like, all right. And then boom, uh, everyone just starts going at each other. I fucking slip. Oh. I fucking slip. That was you. Don't tell me you no. Shut the fuck up, bro. You you not remember, bro. You weren't the only person that fell, bro. I felt a different time. I felt when they were playing fucking like Southside Suicide or some shit because in the back it was slippery on the floor. Yeah, and uh, I slipped, and I was getting fucking trampled. Like fucking seriously, like I was getting trampled, and I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking die here. All right, (laughs) I gave up. This is it. Like fuck. Yeah, like I was like, all right, I'm gonna fucking die here. And I just get like it hurt. Like I was like, fuck. And like I literally closed my eyes. I was like, whatever. Like <laughs> just accepting my fate. Dude. And so then sad. accepting my fate. This is how it was meant to be. This is how my book was written. You're dying a ghost man. <laughs> I died a ghost man. And then next thing I know, this guy, this fucking guy, bro, just literally grabs me from my fucking waist and fucking lifts me up what? to my feet. I was like, oh, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, shh. I was like, thank you. He just, he just feels the hands of God pulling yeah. him up to heaven. <laughs> like not I was today, like, son. Yo, I was like, thanks, dude. And then my glasses fell at that show too. God damn. Yeah, but I fucking, but they Can't did not. Break. But they Every did not break. Show. I fucking found them. I was like, oh my god. Like, close one, man. That was yeah, a close call. That's fucking scary, bro. God, fuck that. And I guess I was. Uh, I guess. I guess I was still at the time where like rap shows weren't like still like like educated in moshing. 
Because you they know, still like, kind of aren't, bro. They yeah, still are not. Yeah. It's like when someone falls, you fucking pick them up immediately. Yeah, yeah bro. Like one of the scariest fucking things I experienced was a uh, fucking the first grade A. I think it was a wall of death, and I fucking fell. Like, I remember as soon as, like, it was, like, right before. I, I think it was actually right as soon as the connection happened from both sides. Like, I fucking fell. Yeah. I fell, and, like, a few more people, like, fell right in my area. So it was, like, a couple bodies laying on each other. So that shit was, like, hella stressful. That shit was scary. I fucking, dude, oh, my God. I was at Rolling Loud in 2019, and it was during Suicide Boys set. I fucking walked out, or it was right before their set started. I walked out because you know how they have, like, the main area where you can be at. So, you guess you can call it general if you want to say. Yeah. And then there's a barricade that's holding people off from going into that area. So, I left that main area real quick to go get water, coming back, not realizing that they had that shit closed off. So, we're waiting at the fucking gate, you know, at that barricade, waiting, you know, for people to, you know, for them to open it up. They finally open it up, and motherfuckers are pushing. Like, a, through a small-ass gap, one person fell, like, in front of me. I fell on top of them, and people just started dogpiling on top of me, and people trying to push and climb over. Yeah. I swear to God, I was getting crushed. Damn. Like, I, I, I seriously thought that was it. I almost like, tried to Travis Scott concert for a second. Yeah, dude, I, I thought dude. that was going to be it. Like, that was horrifying, bro. Like, it was, and I felt even worse yeah. for the person than nah, the crowd crush is serious, bro. That yeah. was bad, dude fucking un- unreal yeah that's that's yeah that's fucking scary man but all right let's let's okay. do a speed run the last questions yeah we, we'll do uh we'll do one question you can take your time kind of and then right. we'll call it a night um what's your dream collab and why walk a flock of walk a walk a flock of bro that would on some like traditional fucking like a like a traditional south side fucking beat that shit would go so fucking hard dude I mean, that would be insane that's a great answer i mean insane. honestly i got kind of like two low-key of course one for me it's gonna be no brainer but i'll, I'll do it someone done so curry bro that would be insane um other than that though female artist i would love to do something with fka twigs i don't know how that would happen but it's gotta happen and uh, if not that low ugly man i would love to do with someone low ugly man or like Slug Sorry. Christ, Slug Christ dope too. Slug, yeah. Hera, Hera. Bro, when I first started doing music, someone said that I, my music reminded them of Slug Christ. I was like, how the fuck? But I kind of see it, I guess, in a weird way with my with the earlier stuff. But, eh. those are like three dream collabs I would lo- definitely love to have that are kind of out there, not just like super generic, I guess. I I would love to collab with Tyler the Creator, but like all his older style. Mm-hmm. And like when he was, you know, super I'm real ignorant, younger shit, yeah, so. all that, all that yeah. wild shit for sure. Like that era. You know what? You know who I'd love for both of us to collab with on some boom bap shit? Fucking Westside Gun. I was about to say that, or or, or Benny, <laughs> yeah. or Benny the Butcher. Yeah, that'd be fucking sick. Hey yo, gotta hit that. Yeah, those are honestly collabs, but yeah, fuck, there's so many great artists, man. Fucking Eminem on a boom bap beat, bro. You know, imagine having a song like Daft Punk. Oh shit, yeah, that would yeah. be a crazy collab. I mean, they're not gonna make music no more, but like, I definitely want to make uh music with like kind of like a DJ like that, like just like an instrumentation and like they make my my vocals into like some type of chop for like a drop. Yeah, or like, or like Kuroi a- at EDC. Come on, man. 
or like a trap collab with the vocalist from Deftones. Dude, <laughs> that'd be kind of crazy. All right, shout so out to him right now. Last thing, um, message for your fans, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, shit. Just keep going. Keep doing that shit. Who gives a fuck what anybody tells you? Don't live for them. Live for you. You know, fucking too many people care about what the next person thinks. They care about impressing others. Don't impress anybody but yourself and continue to try to do that every single day. Only be in competition with yourself and work on bettering yourself every day and just becoming a new you. And just whatever you love, just keep at it. Do that shit. And you're your own worst enemy and no one can knock you but you. Just keep going. Hades said it perfectly right. And just to piggyback off of that, man, you know, just keep doing you, keep being you, keep it pushing, man. Never compromise yourself for anybody else. And be unapologetically yourself. If you feel like you're worried about people not fuck with you, fuck them. They don't fuck with you, that's okay. You're enough for yourself and you're enough for the people who are worthy enough for you, man. Unless you're a fucking piece of shit. Then you need to do some oh, serious yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but just just be happy, do what makes you happy. Find healthy outlets for yourself, whether it's moshing or art or going to a therapy. Or therapist or just having people to be there for you check up on your friends check up on your family uh sending love to everyone you know what i mean all right also hardcore project on the way soon solo shit yeah. project solo hardcore project called last man standing stay on the lookout for that all uh right. let's see for me ep and album coming out soon i just gotta work on my collabs we got more collabs on the way shout out to everyone in the scene who's gonna be collabs cannot give the name of my ep yet because it's under and with that, that's going to be our episode number three with Karoy, Yassim, and Hades. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you, my man. Thank, thank you. you thank you for having us. And if you're listening, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're very grateful to be here, man. Honestly, uh, we got love for the big O. We got love for the podcast here. And we can't wait to see this go up too, man. Fucking big things ahead of us. And check out this podcast. Check out all the other episodes. And go listen to fucking Tacit. Hey, shout out the homie Tassa, shout out Ren the third, shout out Kush Costa, shout out everyone from the tour too. And you can't come me off my album's called <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Akatami Mami. Facts. Shout out to her. All right. And uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you once again for listening. And we will catch you in the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third episode of the Big O Show. We're coming from GCW Wrestling from LA. We're here with one part of our guest today on today's episode with Kuroi. Hey, yo, what's up? It's Kuroi. You're seeing K-U-R-O-Y-Y-A-F-W-N. We here at Live GCW Game Changer Wrestling. You hear the noise in here. It's sold out. It's packed out. It's action-packed. People are getting packed out. It's fucking insane. We're here with Big O and the Big O Show, baby. All right, let's fucking go. Since we're here at fucking wrestling... We're going to start off talking about fucking wrestling. So if, if you don't like wrestling, you can skip this shit. I don't give a fuck. Here's what we fucking doing right now. You can hear the fucking crowd out here. Woo! All right, let's start off, Karoy. Yes, sir. What's your favorite wrestler right now? Your current favorite wrestler. Bro, current favorite wrestler. I ain't going to lie. Will Ospreay. He's been doing his thing for a minute in the independence. New Japan, now AEW. But shit, we're talking WWE. Guys, in my boy Sami Zayn. Goddamn. All right, represent, represent. Uh, let's go with uh, favorite wrestler of all time. 
damn, great question. Here's the thing, when it comes to favorite wrestler of all time, my number one spot, it gotta be shared. It's either The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know if you agree, but they gotta be synonymous, you know what I mean, homie? Yeah, yeah, it's one of the classics. Not a bad choice, not a bad choice. Uh, so. How about you, bro? How about you though? Uh, me? Me? Fuck. Uh, all time? All time, all time. Uh, fuck, that's a good question. All time? Fuck, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with fucking Rey Mysterio. Hey, you know what, respect, Rey Mysterio, the OG Hall of Famer, put up with a rasa, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, we're on a fucking indie show, basically. Um, is it, uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is not your first one, right? Oh, hell no, it's probably my 15th one at, at most of anything. I've been, I've been going to these since, like, 2019, of course, COVID was an issue, but 2021, we got back in, I've been going to every show since. We got my boy Osiris in the cup right here. We got all the homies in the cup right here. We're having a great fucking time, man. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. This is, this is gonna be like my first one, kind of. I fucking, last time, I was maybe like four years old. <laughs> hey, hey, but you know what? How are you enjoying your first Game Changer Wrestling show, though, bro? This shit's fucking awesome, dude. This shit's fucking hardcore, raw shit. That's fucking, it's fucking awesome. On God, man, we've seen pizza cutters, we've seen doors, we've seen tables. We've seen people getting fought out the building out here. Fuck that other guy. We've literally seen Michael fucking Jackson brought back to life, bro. How was Michael, that for you? Michael fucking Jackson. We saw fucking Michael Jackson wrestle right now. I don't know how it happened. Resurrected from the dead for tonight. It happens. That's, that's, that's fucking wrestling for you. Anything could fucking happen. Anything could fucking happen. Literally. I had no expectation other than what the fuck I knew was going to happen, and this has blown my mind. God damn. Uh, how long have you been uh, like a wrestling fan, basically? Honestly, as long as I can remember. So probably since I was five. Shout out my pops for putting me on. We used to have wrestling cassettes from back when we was in Bangladesh and shit. From like old fucking WWE shit. Like I remember like summer something like 1994 yeah. having on cassette type shit, seeing like old school wrestling like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Then growing up with that shit on SmackDown and Raw, bro. So like. It's been around my whole life, man. My whole life. Yeah, that's what's up, bro. That's uh, respect, bro. That's that's uh, that's cool. Thank you, bro. Um, you remember your first show that you ever went to? The first show I ever went to, I think it was 2017. I saw NXT have an event in Riverside. Um, I don't remember the match card, but I know I saw Adam Cole, I believe, or maybe I saw Adrian Neville now going to Pac. Uh, it was a sick ass event, a lot of high flying maneuvers, a lot of hard hitting kicks. And other than that, it just really hey, get lit over here. I got fucking hyped that I gotta see my first wrestling event and it just made me go to way more after that, bro. Okay. Um I know you have an experience with some wrestlers that you met in real life. Uh I know you met fucking Brody King. Oh. <laughs> uh I saw that he fucking slapped you. Just fucking tell me how that was like. Alright, so I'll give you the scenario. It's uh Los Angeles Exposition Park. We're at like a hardcore festival called Sound and Fury. This is like day one or day the day one actually. Yeah, I'm at the merch booth for God's Hey. Shout out Brody King's band God's Hey. He's also in AEW All Elite Wrestling. I go up to him and I tell him, Yo, I appreciate your work in the wrestling scene, the hardcore scene. And my boy Mike right here, like two feet ahead of us, he told Brody that I wanted to be initiated to the House of Black and that I was gonna take a chop. And without hesitation, this motherfucker got up in the merch booth, told me to take out my shirt. Didn't give me a countdown. He'd wait for me to take out my shirt, and he just chopped me to fucking oblivion. And surprisingly, I didn't fall. I didn't fall over the table. I took it like a chance. And let me tell you, he 
did not hold back. I had that mark on my chest for like a week, and I still feel that shit on my chest, brother. Jesus Christ, bro. That's fucking, that's scary, Loki. Brody King's a fucking big-ass guy. I'll be fucking terrified, bro. Dude, he's like 270 pounds, like 6'6 six, six or some shit, man. He be, oh my God, he's a beast of a different kind, man. Um, do you have any other experiences with wrestlers outside of like events and stuff? Luckily, no other wrestler has tried to chop me or have asked to chop me. But uh, I just met a bunch of wrestlers in the indie scene like right here. You know, to meet up after, take pictures. I met a couple big wrestlers just at random events in LA. Uh, like I said, I met Christopher Daniels. I met fucking yeah. Raymond Stereo one time really quick. They haven't tried to say much to him. And almost everyone here from Nick Gage to Effie to Chris Bay, Tony Deppin. If y'all know these motherfuckers, and y'all know what the fuck is up with wrestling and independence, man. What's one of your favorite moments that you've seen live? Holy shit, that's hard to say. I mean, bro, we both got to see WrestleMania together at fucking SoFi Stadium. There's so many memories. Like, fucking just seeing Roman Reigns actually be Cody Rhodes blew my mind. I'm still buttered over that. Other than that, I've seen so many crazy things live from, like, seeing glass tubes being busted at people's heads, tables, so much of blood. It's, I would say it's impossible to say it was my favorite or highest moment. man. There's so much violence and so much extreme shit that goes on here, bro. Alright, yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, who's one of your favorite, like, indie wrestlers right now, like, in the scene? Damn. Honestly, one of my guys right here, Effie, he's on the ring right now. He's putting out for the LGBTQ2. Oh, my God. I posted alphabet's wrong. I'm so sorry. But you get the point. He's putting out for the community. We got Nick fucking Gage, murder, death, kill, all fucking day, MDK. He's the one who basically got the pizza cutter slicing spot fucking hella popping right now. If not that, man, shit. Who? Who else? Who else? Now, that's about it, really, man. Other than that, everyone's doing their thing and grinding, but those two are my top. What was the moment that told you, like, fuck, dude, like, I love wrestling? Honestly, Shadow Eddie Guerrero and uh, Chris Benoit, rest in peace to both of them. I saw one of their matches, and it was such a hard-hitting match that it blew my mind. And I looked into more of the wrestling videos, and I saw how much these motherfuckers put on their line for their life, their career, their body. And it just really inspired me, because like, you can say this shit's fake, but you can't fake gravity, and you can't fucking fake a motherfucking injury on some fucking wood and steel, brother. Oh. <laughs> uh, give me your fucking dream match. Dream match? It's Loki gonna happen next Sunday, June 25th, AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's gonna be Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada, bro. Yeah, that's gonna be fucking good, bro. Now it's gonna blow the internet away, the world away. That's gonna be insane. That's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for that shit. Um, let's see. We're fucking in LA. We're gonna go to the studio after this. Literally, right after this, we're going to the fucking studio to finish the rest of the fucking podcast. We're here. We're fucking live. Oh, this guy's just fucking live. He just fucking beat Kenny King. Shout out to fucking Elfie. Everyone in the car knows him as fucking daddy. He got the push cuts on. He got the Hushi daddy shorts on. Everybody shit. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, so I think with that, we're going to we're gonna cut to the fucking studio. Because this shit's too fucking loud. I don't know how it's going to sound. <laughs> but, uh... This is the first time, first time we're doing this at a fucking wrestling show. Might not be the last time. We're definitely going to do this shit one more time. Definitely not, but you're coming with me next to the GCW again, bro. Next time we'll be at fucking AEW doing this shit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Woo! We'll catch you guys in the studio with Kawhi in the 80s.
Give us like fucking 20 minutes and we'll get you there. Yes, sir. You're tuned into the Big O Show. Don't go nowhere, baby. We'll be right back. <laughs> 